Hey, welcome to The Verified Christian, where real Christians try to live a verified Christian life. Hey guys, welcome back in to The Verified Christian Podcast. We're so thankful that you came our way again to give us another listen. We're back again with your host, Casey Clement, and we have our special guest back with us, David Dean. David, thanks for being with us, brother. We've been appreciating this study. And uh, we're picking back up with our part two on our lesson on the importance of giving and what that entails. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about how it's not just, you know, when we think about giving, we think of giving as an act of worship. It's something that we do on the first day of the week. You know, I don't know how many people go to 1 Corinthians 16 too, but giving is so much more than that. And that's, I think, what we're trying to focus on today is and, and even as we did last week, we tried to focus on more than just the act of giving as an a- act of worship. But we're also talking about how if we're going to be verified Christians, if we're trying to, uh, to prove to ourselves that we are the Christians that God would have us to be, then that's an everyday aspect of our lives. Absolutely. You know, when you consider... Being a Christian, that is something you do every single day. That is something you, you don't just say, okay, I'm a Christian on Wednesday, I'm a Christian on Sunday. No, you are a Christian every day. And our benevolence, our giving, our looking towards our fellow man, you know, all these things are connected. That is something we do on a daily basis. Uh, last week, we ended with looking at Ephesians 6, 6 and 7. We're going to go ahead and read those again because I want us to go back to that. Uh, Ephesians 6, 6 and 7 says, Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. You know, I mentioned earlier before we were recording that when you throw that dollar in the collection plate, what you really should be thinking is how, hey, I'm giving this to God. I'm, I'm handing it to him. Uh, when right. you go and you give that bag of McDonald's to the homeless man down the street, you're, you're giving it to Jesus. Uh, I'm fairly certain Jesus says something quite similar to that, you know, Even when he so talks. you done it to me, you, you done, or done it to them, you done it to me. Also. That's it. That sure. is giving, and that is giving to the Lord. That's exactly right. You know, Paul, not only does he make mention there to the church at Ephesus, but he also writes to the church at Colossae. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 22 and following, he says, Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And so notice he makes mention of the singleness of heart, and he also makes mention of fearing God. And so whatever we do, we should do in fear of the Lord or in respect or reverence to the Lord in doing so with the right heart. And that's what we talked about last week. But notice what he also says in Colossians 3, 23 and 24. He said, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of inheritance. For ye serve the Lord Christ. And so notice there, Paul's reminding them who they serve. Right, it's not the person next to you, you know, that you're putting the collection plate, uh, the money in the collection plate for. It's for the purpose of the kingdom. Like you said, David, it's for the furtherance of the kingdom and also everything that relates to um, the work of the church. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're striving to 
do as God would have us to do. We're striving to live a life as he wants us to do, but we're also giving back what he has blessed us with, what he has given us the opportunity to have. And ultimately, we need to remember it it belongs to him. That's right. And, you know, John 1, those first, specifically those first three verses, we see that Jesus Christ uh, is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him, there was not anything made that was made. And so Jesus, uh, there being deity in the flesh, he was the creator and is our creator. He is our God. And he has given us all things, really. Uh, James, was it James 1.27? Uh, no, not James. James 1.17. Y'all, my memory. I told you I got the memory of Joe Biden. I told you that. Um, <laughs> forgive me, guys. James 1.17, um, every good gift, every perfect gift comes from God, comes down from the Father of lights and with whom there's no variableness nor shadow of turning. And so we think about the fact that the earth is God's. He created this. And everything, the fullness thereof, I think Paul says, what is it, First, uh, First Corinthians 10, 26, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, everything belongs to God. And so that then means that we are his stewards. And so everything that we do, we should do it as unto the Lord. Right, First Peter 4, verse 10 says this, as each one has received the gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We're to use what we've been given by God. And that's with our gifts, our talents, our possessions, all these things. We are to use it in a benefit for his kingdom. Um, not just for me, but for him and his service and in everything that we do. Absolutely. You know, when you lease a car, you don't buy it, you lease it. They expect a limited number of miles. They expect it to come back in the same condition. They have all these rules, all these requirements. We understand that in every other aspect of our life. And yet when we look at what God has given to us, we think we can just throw it in the trash and not really worry about it. You know, that's a very good point. But, you know, as as stewards, we're the keeper. We're, we're the watcher of the things that we've been given. Ultimately, those things belong to God. Not only the world or the earth, but the things that are the fullness thereof. Even though I have it in my possession doesn't mean it's mine. Mm -hmm. So all things belong to our Creator. And if He made us as stewards, then we're going to have to give an answer for the things that we do with the things with which we've been given. And so that reminds me of the parable of the talents. Of course, there are other many other passages we could notice, but when I think about um, the parable of talents, I think that you know there were those that that did well with what they had been given, and then they there was the one talent man. He he did nothing with what he had been given. You know, there in Matthew chapter twenty-five, uh, Jesus Himself says, beginning at verse fourteen, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country, called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And he gave one five talents, one two talents, and another one talent. And he gave every man according to his ability. So I think verse 15 is important because the Lord gave every individual what he gave them based upon their ability. 
So he was not unjust in his giving. And that serves as an example for us because, friends, if we've been given something, God has blessed us with that because he's given it to us according to our abilities. And so we still must understand that we will give an answer for what we do with that. And whether you apply that with like a physical talent or um, a gift from God, you can also apply it with what we were given monetarily. You know, how we're using it. And uh, is, it, is it used for my glory or is it for the use of glorifying God? So you can make the application to not only that, but but either it's talents as far as physical ability or monetary Money, anything, anything, yeah, anything that we've been given from God. The fullness of the earth, which right. is exactly what Jesus is saying. In one of those other verses you were talking about, right. it's exactly what Jesus is saying in the parable of the rich man. In Luke chapter 12, looking at verse 16, he says he spoke to him a parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentiful. Well, there you go. God gave it to him. Verse 17 continues, he says, And he thought within himself, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. So then whose will these things be which you have provided? God had given him plenty to use. Mm -hmm. And, well... Take note. He didn't use it. He stored it up. Mm-hmm. That's right. And God condemns him for it. That's right. You know, and I, I want to add something to that too. Not only are the things around us, not only do they belong to God, but we belong to God. We were created by him. Genesis one twenty six. man was created in his image. You know, we're, um, we're redeemed by Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1 and verse 7 um, just the very scheme of redemption proves that we ultimately are God's possession. Absolutely. Which goes right back to the parable we were talking about. And one thing that I think we need to take, you know, this is a little bit separate and apart from what we are talking about, but just as this is a condemnation of an individual hoarding their wealth, brothers, churches need to stop doing it too. How many times have we heard of churches that have, you know, massive savings accounts that they're not using, they're not putting it out there into the world? God's going to judge us for that just as much as he is for anything else. That's exactly right. I've heard I've heard brethren use uh 2 Corinthians 8 uh the they taking the churches of Macedonia. Uh they were strong in their giving. They were uh giving beyond their means, really. They were truly uh demonstrating what it meant to sacrifice to the Lord. And I've heard people say that, well, that's 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 the way it ought to be for the church. We we ought to to give even to the point that it hurts every single Sunday. Okay, well, I can understand making a sacrifice. I, I, matter of fact, I think Matthew's got a verse he's going to use here in a moment, Romans chapter twelve. I'll let you make that point later. Appreciate but, that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the point that I'm making is is I've heard so many brethren say, well, we have to give like that. And then what happens is so many congregations, local congregations, it's like they pad the linings of the coffers. You know, it's, it's like they, they pad the account full of money and then they never use it. And then we have, say, a missionary coming in. He's been struggling and he's, 
he's asking for some kind of assistance and then or we get a letter in the mail from a preaching student and then well they're just wanting money everybody's just wanting money or maybe we got and, a college ministry that could use some funds too and we don't <laughs> want to use it you know we have our uh, scrooge mcduck impersonation really down <laughs> uh, you know we 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 do laugh about that to some degree but in all honesty it's really a sad state of affairs for the church and because not only is this something that happens with us as individuals which is what we've been discussing but brethren if we're not careful it can happen with the local congregation as well what is a problem individually can very easily become a collective problem as well that's exactly right you know first timothy 6 and verse 7 tells us that we brought nothing into the world and neither can we take anything out. And so that doesn't mean that we should just store all up all of our treasures. Didn't the Bible say something about tearing down our barns to build bigger barns? I think we just read that. I think we read that, didn't we? So I think this may be a little off point, but maybe it's because we cultivated that mindset. You know, I know we're far removed from the Great Depression, but there's generation that was raised by that group of individuals that were taught to hold on to everything we still need to be good stewards of what we're given even if we need to spend that money we need to be good stewards of how That's we spend right. it now you know folks don't please don't take it that we're saying that oh every congregation's got to be with nothing in the bank uh, we're saying that whatever a congregation has they should be using that wisely precisely uh, you know to to benefit the kingdom and not this is something else that irritates me is not just for the local congregation, but for the kingdom as Which, a whole. You know, you talk about First Corinthians 16. Corinth was not helping the local congregation. They were helping the brethren in Jerusalem. That's right. So were the churches of Galatia, yeah. right? You know, First Corinthians 16 uh, in verse 2 there, he said, Do even as I told the churches of Galatia. Right, so that there be no collections when I come, and what was he doing that for? He was he was doing that to raise that money to to take that money back for the work of the church. And wasn't the church and, at Philippi the only ones that were helping Paul there at one point in Philippians four? He's like, no one else has um, ministered in me but y'all. Basically, is what he said because Greek, you know, you but can y'all. say y'all. In, <laughs> it's proper in the Greek, you know, but y'all. Um, I could be wrong there, but I do believe that it was found there, Philippians 4, in those last couple of verses. could be irrelevant to what we're talking about, but that church helped Paul out. You know, I don't think that's irrelevant at all. I think I think it's very telling of what a congregation should be doing. And I, I know we've kind of chased a rabbit here, but um, it, it does go back to the scriptures we, we began with. Ephesians 6, 6 and 7, you know, Colossians 3, 22 and 23. You know, whatever we do, we should be doing it as if we're doing it unto the Lord. And that's not just for the individual. That's for the collective. That's for the whole body of Christ. And if and if, if the, the body of Christ is doing, I would even venture to say this, that if the body of Christ is doing anything for anyone else other than the Lord, are they really doing the work of the Lord? Because we we are in existence as the body of Christ, the children of God, for His glory, for His honor, and that is it. Mm-hmm. Everything everything we do should be for the goal of bringing glory to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do, do all. all in the name of the Lord. I mean, I think we should, you know, be wise in how we use our money, and and it's 
clearly a command to be good stewards of what we've been given, even if that means spending it and doing it for a good cause, not just hoarding it and thinking that we can't do nothing with it. It's a great challenge for elderships and men in the congregation to make those decisions to really pray and fast over such situations as this. I want to notice again 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 7. The Bible there says, But as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all earnestness, and in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. You know, Paul was teaching them not just to to do just enough, not just to get by, not a, a, a minimalist mentality. He was, he was teaching them that they should abound in everything, in their giving, in their faith, the things that they said, the things that they did, even their study, their growth, which are two things that we've talked about recently, their prayer life, their earnestness, their, their yearning, their longing for the Lord. All of these things are the things that they should abound in. And if he said that to the church at Corinth, don't you think that would apply to us as Christians today as well? Romans 12, 1 and 2. Boom. Perfect plug for what I was going to say. That's right. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service or spiritual worship. It's my job to be a steward of God. To, and that takes sacrifice. I am to present my life a sacrifice to him in every aspect. That is the ultimate steward that we can demonstrate to God is serving him my entire life. Not about me. You know, right. Not about what you know. Paul was saying. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yeah, not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's not about Paul anymore is what he was saying. That's right. It's about living for him and being a steward for him. But then look at what he tells the church at Rome there. It is reasonable. That's right. It's, it's a reasonable, reasonable service. service. Mm-hmm. God's not asking anything that's too difficult for us. And he hasn't given us any blessing that is beyond our ability. And so we have been given the blessings by God, every good gift, every perfect gift comes from Him, which I totally messed up that quote earlier. But but every good gift and every perfect gift comes from Him, and He knows what our abilities are. And He expects us to use our abilities to glorify Him in the process. So in our giving, in our life, in our worship, we're all to be good stewards of what we've been given. That's right. And you know, we, we often hear preachers talk about well, you know, if, if you're only giving a dollar a week, well, next Sunday try to give two dollars. And, and, you know, and, and then maybe the next Sunday you can try to give three. You know, and, and, and so many times we hear preachers say, well, well, see if you can just try to double that or, or just give more next time. It's not just about, as we said, it's not just about giving and worship. Should I try to give more to the Lord financially, monetarily? Certainly. Absolutely. But it's not just in that. It's in every facet of our life. Fellas, I, f- I think we failed to mention one important detail about being a good steward. We talked about everything else, I think, but the Word of God. We have to be good stewards of what we've been given in the Word of God. We literally have salvation in our hands to share with somebody else. The oh, greatest man, yeah. gift we can give somebody is the, are, is the saving so. words of Jesus. Exactly we got to right. spread it. we got to talk about it. got to live it out. Guys, thanks for being with us this week. Next week, we're going to discuss some of the things that we show or demonstrate when we fail to give as God demands. You've been listening to the Verified Christian Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. 
Give us a rating or review and subscribe so you won't miss any content. If you have any questions, email the verified Christian at gmail.com.